Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the third season of the Connect 2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Hey Jeff, how are you? I'm overwhelmed by life, my friend. Oh, well, that's, that's okay. uh, that's kind lots of, of stuff. I think everybody's there a bit. I think that's Just, the, the, the par for the course right now. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on. Some of it's good. A lot of it's bad. But uh, <clears throat> these are the days, the day that we record is my busiest day already. So I had to unexpectedly run over my my son to uh that sounds uh painful yeah to a medical clinic just have him checked out he thought he might have strep we don't know he's on the man but we want to be cautious and interacting with the public health care system which is really under a lot of strain uh has has raised emotions uh anyways so there you go but that's part of life so what is this coffee? We have coffee. We always have of coffee. <gasps> and the other bad thing, our coffee maker seems to have died this morning. Oh, no. Reason. Yeah, it's not a, it's like just an old sunbeam. Nevertheless, these things become part of your routine. So I hit the go, the go button. No nothing, go. Nothing happened. So, so today's uh, coffee is from the Modest Coffee Roaster in Vancouver, BC. Uh, called, uh, And this this particular one's called Coast. Oh, man. Tasting like this. This is really good. <laughs> Uh, this is tasting notes of apple, cherry, and dark chocolate. Oh, yeah. This is really nice. Ooh, an old Sintra. <laughs> yeah, vintage. Yeah. Vintage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's smooth. So their goal Very with nice. this coffee, no matter, uh, is to get the most body and sweetness out of it possible. Acidity is not the mission here, since most of our customers like the Coast Profile, like this one with milk. We aim for coast profile to always be big and forgiving. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, pretty cool. Okay, um, so uh, any dad jokes? <laughs> I do. What do you call James Bond having a, bu- a bath? Uh, James Buff. No, Bubble Seven. Bubble Seven. I have a, I have a, I have a dad joke. It's actually about a dad. <clears throat> so there was this father, you see. Uh, old school guy, simple man, and he had uh, three triplet daughters. Okay. And uh, the daughters were well into their teenage years, and the dad was very concerned about being protective of the daughters. In fact, had not let them date, right? It was just very... Okay. And so as the daughters were now 17, they were quite eager to start dating, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they worked on the dad, you know, and then the mom was in on it too. And, and they were just trying to, you know, put some pressure on him and come on, you know, don't you think it's time? And he was still very uncomfortable. So after many months of a concerted campaign, he finally gave in somewhat. He said, okay, okay, okay. There's like a big, you know, weekend coming up. And he's like, you all can go on dates, but I'm going to, vet these boys before anything happens. And if I don't like it, you know, I'm calling it off. Right. So they agreed that this was going to be okay. So it comes Friday night and uh, about seven o'clock, he said all the daughters upstairs and the mom. And, you know, I will, I will check these guys out. And if I green light it, I'll call you down and and you can go. Right. So about seven o'clock, door rings he opens the door he's like you know what do you want and it's a young lad looking there somewhat nervous and he goes hi uh 
My name is Eddie. I'm here to see Betty. We're going for spaghetti. Is she ready? <laughs> and the dad looks the guy up and down and he's like, yeah, okay. So you, Betty, get down here. So right. Gives her 20 bucks in case she needs to take a cab home. You know, gives the, the boy the, the, I'm, all, I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching you. Right. And off they go. Right. 10, 15 minutes later, door rings again. Right. Opens the door again. What do you want? It's another young boy. He goes, Hey, uh, how do you do? My name is Lou here to see Sue. We're going to the zoo. We'll be back by 1032. And he's like, yeah, okay. You know, Sue, get down here. Right. 20 bucks. Right. Stink eye. Right. Off you go. Okay. But you know, he's starting to feel a little bit better. He's like, well, two reasonable young men, you know? Okay. I think so. He's starting to think maybe this will be okay. And he's relaxing a bit. Right. 10 or 15 minutes. Third right, right. He opens the door and this time he's actually kind of pleasant. And he's like, hi. And the kid goes, hi, I'm Chuck. He goes, forget it. Slams the door shut. <laughs> <laughs> Should have gone with Charles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> or Charlie. I am Charlie. I'm here to see Marley. <laughs> We're going to go pick some barley. <laughs> <laughs> I found out my girlfriend is really a ghost. I had my suspicions the moment she walked through the door. <laughs> okay. I like that. And a coworker named Celsius recently retired at my at my job. <laughs> so they hired a new guy named Kelvin to replace him. He's the new temp. <laughs> I enjoy that joke by degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Makes my blood boil. Uh Okay. Uh, I knew a guy so, named Kelvin, actually. So what's good? <sighs> what's good? Well, <clears throat> have you seen the new Sony A3, A9 three camera? I have. I thought you might have. With its global I'm shutter. Understanding that this is revolutionary. I saw a YouTube video popped up this morning, and at first I wasn't going to watch it. And I'm like, oh, I better get informed. This, this seems important. So put in the video I saw. Pretty earth-shattering in the world of photography well what this, it, what this thing can do and it can uh synchronize to any flash yeah. up to what was it one one eighty thousandth of a second one eight thousand of a second it's or, really fast yeah. right yeah. like yeah so the uh so the so basically a lot of cameras will have uh when they have a sensor they have a sensor it has a a flat piece of silicone right and there's different kinds there's backside illuminated and there's regular regular cmos chips regular cmos chips anyway the the catch is that when a photon hits the sensor um for most most uh cameras they will actually so they read them in sequence right yeah it was like from top to bottom left to right or whatever yeah which way i have to have a shutter Right. right, mechanical shutter. So, so they they will typically use a mechanical shutter so they can get uh, right. fairly fast uh, results. And right. the shutters are are a mechanical device, so they tend to wear out. Mm -hmm. um, although they tend to wear out like after like two hundred thousand shots. So it's, it's yeah. A, but I've a seen lot. I've seen your photo. Uh, what's that about six months? Right, you guys are all taking wild like numbers, huge number of pictures. So. 
So, uh, and so one of the issues with doing it all electronic, and in theory, you could do it all electronic, but uh, with these different sensors. So the old sensors, you would get this thing called the jello effect. Right. Whereas right. if you have like a hockey stick or a bat or something that's long and thin and, and moves, when, because part of the sensor is reading at one millisecond, sure. and the next one is at a different millisecond. Yep you'll get these these things will bend they'll look bent right 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 right, right, right. and if you shoot video you get uh, this they call it the jello effect where you basically uh, it it wobbles so if you pan back and forth side to side sure uh, the buildings look like they're flopping over right right is this similar to when you shake a pencil with your finger and it looks like it's uh yeah made of rubber it's, it is very much like oh, that. Oh, yeah, okay. And so the issue is, so they, they have these ones called backside illuminated sensors, which are faster right, uh, and have less of this problem. Uh, but uh, what they've done with this new one is called a, a global shutter. So basically right. every single pixel, and there's right. like 26 million pixels on a, on a screen, uh, yep. is basically recorded at the same time. Right. So then, so he was explaining like for video, yeah, how it it's like it's basically shooting all the time, yeah, and that if you want to do stills, you're basically retroactively by pushing the button, it's capturing, yes, some of the stills, you know, from a few seconds ago, right, right. So, but it's constantly recording what it sees kind of thing. Yeah. So like, there's wow. more than one camera that does the recording what it sees thing. It's called like so. My Olympus has been doing that for about. Yeah, ten years. <laughs> right. So it and then Panasonic had it, and now Sony is. But it was something. still reading. So basically, it, yeah, it was reading, but it's fast enough that. So you're really talking the bleeding edge of detail, right? Like, well, that's what they were talking about. Yeah, like being able to do some of this. This, I can't remember what the shutter speeds were, but but no, it, it can stop. Go, it can like go, stop. Mo not stop motion, but like capturing sporting events whether yeah. or it's a pheno yeah. phenomenal yeah. camera yeah. because it can go really really fast um so the, guy, the guy likened it to it's as much of a revolution as when digital cameras were introduced via f versus film to now it's this next iteration of the digital it thing. is the, and next. I, the way he put it this technology will now trickle down You'll be able to make smaller cameras. I mean, obviously, this one is early adopter stuff. Six it, grand U.S. Six grand a U.S. Yeah, and it actually yeah, hasn't yeah. come out. It doesn't come out till the yeah. first quarter and of next the, year. Yeah, uh, twenty-four. It's not huge amount of uh, megapixels. No, it's about 24, 26 yeah, megapixels. Yeah, so it's not. So, so, the, so there's uh, so global shutters are are not super new. There are are a couple other cameras okay. that have come yeah, out with global shutters um there are and there are some possible things with this one too that are a little funky but who knows if it mounts to anything yeah the, it the also uses a fair amount of ai um to be uh like almost anticipating there's something I talked about it it recognizes animal shapes so it'll go in and and, and actually like focus in on the eye i guess when you do wildlife photography you want to have the eye clear then so just why and then human it could anticipate sort of human motion it's amazing yes you're absolutely correct sorry i had to 
close the furniture. Yeah, that's right. We had <laughs> very ignore, high tech. Ignore the hum. <laughs> I could hear this hum. I'm going, what is it? Oh, no. Yeah. It's like the background sound <laughs> on a starship. Um, so uh, I think it's, it is a, so it is a big step forward in terms of cameras, but it is, um, to say that it is the same as digital cameras versus film, I think is a bit of an overstatement um, because it really is super high end. It is, um, I think it will change eventually how cameras are. There's other, so what's happened is, what happened is a lot of the cameras were getting faster and faster and faster and faster. So that the, the uh, even though they were reading them sequentially, they were reading them so fast, it didn't matter as much. Mm. So the global sensor, unless maybe at that high high level where that that uh, effect. Yeah. So if you're shooting like the Olympics, right, or something like that, these are the kind of cameras that people are going to want. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. next year is an Olympic year. Is it? So yeah. So you'll start. You'll yeah. see. You'll see. So Canon hasn't released their R1, which is going to be their flagship. Oh. It's supposed to come out first quarter, and it's not a coincidence that the Olympics is next summer. Right. So usually whenever the Olympics happen, so every four years, you get these big right. announcements. of. So sure. this is Sony's flagship thing. It's bleeding edge technology. Now, it is super. Now, amazing. here's a fascinating thing. In years past, Olympics past, we've heard a lot about like when they were going to be in Japan, when they're going to be, you know, Sochi. Well, that was winter games. I have not heard boo. I have no idea where the Olympics are going to be next year. Paris. Is it Paris? Yeah. It just doesn't seem to be very, I guess there's so much other good stuff happening that it's sort of on the back burner. But anyways, I saw this new camera. I thought, well, here we are. Global warming is solved. The, you know, <laughs> uh, our democratic institutions slipping away. No problem. Sony have fixed it. Uh, COVID no longer relevant because this thing is, you know, well, except COVID is global is spiking like mad. Well, not a, not with this new camera. It won't. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> camera will fix it all. It's all been yeah. It's all good now. Have you heard the the thing about so Alberta is reporting the COVID cases? And apparently, they're all wrong. They're <sighs> about a third of the actual cases. You know what? Because internal AHS, I can, I can barely a, take it anymore. <laughs> internal AHS is showing that there's a big spike in COVID, yeah. but they're only reporting about a third of yeah, the cases. I can, I can barely this stand is a, this is a This is a, right. uh, a UCP we thing. We are in so much trouble. Uh, not only here. I watched a thing last week, uh, a TikTok video. Uh-oh. Oh, not TikTok, a uh, YouTube video. I don't do TikTok. A bunch of stuff's been coming up. U.S.-based teachers quitting. Um, some of them in the middle of their career, some of them early on, but I saw one yesterday. It was, it was, or a few days ago is a veteran, a 27 year old high school teacher out of New Jersey who basically recorded this video and was talking about what it's like to teach in a, in a high school. Uh, and he said he, he didn't, he wanted to wait till he was retired to sort of come forward because he was fearing retribution. And the description was, it's like something out of a sci-fi movie, man. Oh, wow. He's like, Kids come in, nobody's paying attention. He says, there's bands of students roaming the halls that come into your classroom. They they target some kid that owes them money, whatever. They, they'll start a fight right in the middle of the class. Oh, jeez. And the administration, uh, uh, there's police on site, but they're not allowed to intercede unless they're attacked or somebody is eminently going to be killed. 
the administration doesn't want the cops to be involved. And then at the end of all of it, he was saying how there's so much pressure put on the teachers to pass these kids, like kids who've done nothing, right? But the administrator will be like, is there something we can do to help so-and-so, you know, get out, maybe give them an assignment or, and it's all driven by numbers. The superintendents, everything is measured on metrics. So if you're, if your failure rate's too high, you lose funding. So rather than fix it, this guy's like, they just, they whitewash all of it, right? Like mm -hmm. students who've shown up okay, this 10% of this the time. This is not good. This is not good. No. Oh yeah. We're supposed to be doing good news. <laughs> Well, my kids are doing well in school, so they'll have an advantage. There you go. I guess that's good news for me. What was that libertarian thing? Oh, God. So uh, good news is the Oilers won two games in a row. The um, thing I learned is we have a new coach. So the old coach wasn't – the old two coaches weren't doing a bad job. A lot of people were mad about this coach firing, though. Well, because it's not really a coach's fault. Right. Although – you share some blame, but primarily it's the players. Right. They're just not playing the way. You can't they fire all the players, play. though. No. And they're worth way more yeah. than that. Oh, my coaches. God. Did you see they, they've arrested this guy in the UK? Oh, for, of, for for the, the next line? Yeah. I saw. It's pretty unclear. Like, it was fairly fuzzy video, but it clearly looks like there's a deliberate extension of his, like, he kung fu kicked this guy. Oh, you're kidding. No. This is why they've arrested him. Because when you watch the film... Uh, they sort of collide and this guy like lifts his leg literally looks like a, like a roundhouse kick with the skate on. Oh, you're kidding. And they're saying he was totally deliberate, not probably didn't anticipate that he was going to kill the guy. Right. But, but heard like my wife him. said years ago when she was explaining the law to me, um, that doesn't matter. Like if, if you do something that is, they call it crumbling skull. Yeah, right? yeah. So if you hit somebody in the head and they, they have a weird soft skull and yeah. they, they die. You're still still liable. Yeah. yeah. So that guy's been arrested on at least for now manslaughter. Uh, you got rid of UK. my good news here. Oh, gonna man. To... <laughs> well, the good news is the guy's not going to get away from get away with it, right? Okay. <laughs> so I was so anyway. Hey, uh, I'm so, having a rough week, man. I mean, you've certainly learned a lot. Uh, I've, uh, so there's some pros and cons of blood type that I learned. You heard about this? I know. My son, Isaac, I think, was talking about this. So uh, do you know what type of blood are you? I think I'm O. I'm really? O something. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Either positive. I think I'm O positive. Okay. So is that the universe? I think I might be. Is that the universal donor, universal isn't it? donor. Uh, <laughs> and yet I never give blood. <laughs> well, not never. I think it's, it's universal donor. Yeah. I should probably look into that. And AB is universal receiver. Right. The um, so turns out that it's all uh, it's all fake. No, there's some pros and cons to your blood type. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, so great. if you uh, if you are uh, O, you're more susceptible to malaria. <laughs> okay, and hypertension. Oh, interesting. Okay. If you Which are, I have hypertension, but if I you don't o, have malaria. You have, uh, you, you are less. O? I thought you said O was the first one. Yeah. So O okay. is, yeah. is. Oh, so I'm more susceptible, more susceptible to that, to that right? and more susceptible to hypertension issues right? and less susceptible to cholera issues. To what kind of issues? Cholera. Cholera. Yeah. Wow. So the, 
think that's what it is. I think that's the order. I, I may have this reversed, but I'm pretty sure that that's the... Okay. That's the... So it's sort of a break-even It is a break the third even. world. It because doesn't... It, yeah. Malaria, okay, but more susceptible to, but the cholera, so... So, the, uh, so cholera, you... Uh, O-type is more... Oh, I, I, I bet you I got that backwards. But anyway, uh, I think... Okay. I think... Uh, anyway, so... They, Anyway, O is O is the one that is right. different from the other. Sure. Anyway, uh, and apparently there is um, there is a um, there's another antigen that that is not A or B um, or AB uh, that actually is significant with some other diseases. But okay. Uh, anyway, so so the blood type does have a statistical significance. It's a correlation more than a causation issue. Okay. I don't know if that's good news or not. Probably not. Here's my prediction. Oh, no. This will be the next, one of the next battlefields of the anti-science kookaboos is the whole blood type thing. <laughs> People be. will, they, they'll be, is blood type just a construct of uh, the scientific uh, uh, establishment? You'll have people demanding a different blood type, declaring <laughs> themselves, I, uh, I don't care what the doctor says. I feel like I'm an A negative. <laughs> I demand A negative blood. You're A negative. And they'll be like, okay, whatever you want, man. Oh, too bad. Exactly. <laughs> right? Well, so um, so today's episode, we're going to talk about banks. Will it be good news? I don't know. Maybe. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Good. So... Um, <laughs> So I went to a thing on the weekend called oh, yeah. Banksyland. It's it's gone. Uh, oh. I think the last day was Sunday, and uh, it was a presentation of Banksy. Now I kind of knew a little bit about Banksy, but I didn't know much. Yeah. I think the thing I knew the most about was that he had a, a framed piece of art that was at a Sotheby's, and when the gavel hit, all it of a shredded. sudden it started shredding. Yeah, and it only got halfway through, and I thought the I wasn't sure why it had only gone through. through. I, I have a pretty good idea now. Oh, yeah? So, um, but I uh, didn't know much about Banksy. Right. But uh, very famous. And I, I also knew that he was anonymous. Nobody knew who I he was. I was going to say, he's famous, but nobody knows who he is, really. Well, or would, do they know? Would that make him infamous or no. famous? I think the persona is famous. The persona is famous. He's yeah. like V from uh, Vendetta. Right. Right? Yeah. He exists. But they don't. But you don't really know who he is. Yeah, there are some suspicions as to who he is. But he, the catch with Banksy. Maybe he's the same guy that invented crypto. Maybe it's the same guy. It's like, I've been real busy. Well, he is. He is super, super complicated. So how do they do? How does he do a show? A curated show if nobody knows who he is. How does that work? Right. So that's <laughs> so we went. Uh, so let me let me explain okay. why I went to the deep dive. I did a deep dive and trying to find went out to about Banksy. Banksy. So I went to Banksy Land. Right. And Banksy Land was it was in a cool old building that's kind of been renovated on Jasper Avenue near where the Hardware Grill used to be. It's now a Continental Treat. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, it, this it's this building that that's old and was there but it's been repurposed then it totally was the right environment so it was floor four stories of of kind of a multimedia presentation of banksy things 
right? With okay. a big explanation. This is that building to the west. It's got an old facade, but you look up, it's been, there's quite no. like, new stories done to it. No, that is, it is actually to the east of that. Oh, okay. So it's the other direction. It's in between the Gibson block and the building. I'll have to double goes. check it out. Yeah. It's not super obvious. It's apparently a wedding and event Okay, space. cool. Uh, it's called Pendennis, I think. Okay. And the uh, occasional art show, obviously. Yeah. So I'm going like, well, this is really cool. Right. And then I found out that uh, Banksy had been nominated for an Academy uh, Academy Award for an Oscar <laughs> for a documentary. I'm going like, well, Really? So I'm he's going, a film, he does film media stuff too? Well, apparently. So, so uh, and then we actually watched it um, on the week, uh, on I think Sunday night, we watched okay. it. It's super interesting. <laughs> it is ostensibly, it's hard to de describe. So it, but, it, but basically it is a documentary, although it's not, sh it's unclear if it's a documentary or a mockumentary. Oh, well then that would be in keeping with the guy's whole it, persona. It, it it is. I mean, he is um anyway, so the the, the that that precipitated me trying to find out more about him sure. and so I actually mm. I did a bit of a deep dive. Okay. So, so uh so Banksy uh when he was 18ish, yeah. he and he was living in um so he's he's a He's in his early fifties. Okay. Okay. Not exactly sure exactly just, how old he is. Based on how long they're pretty he's been sure he's in. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's in early fifties. Yeah. What nationality is he? He's British. Okay. He is from a place called Bristol. So Bristol mm -hmm. is kind of across the 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 water from right. Cardiff. Sure. And is kind of on the east side of Britain, and is uh, a, a known place for kind of um uh, radical politics i guess okay. a little bit a little bit it's an old uh naval town isn't it bristol i think so yeah, there'd be a port there yeah it's near yeah. stonehenge okay. nearish to stonehenge so they're like okay early 50s from bristol ah jim o'flanagan is banksy so we all know jim bit of an odd fella well, well there are people who know who he is <laughs> but uh but so so banks but he's super secretive about it and right. it's kind of like a badge of honor not to actually say who he is sure okay so banksy uh so he's doing regular kind of graffiti this is when it was still called graffiti. Now it's called screed art. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing graffiti. He, uh, he's using spray and, it, and, and he's getting a little bit worried because it's taking too long and he doesn't want to get caught by the cops. So, I mean, this is, he's spray painting. He's doing illegal activities. Sure. Right. So he figured out that, um, he could go faster if he used stencils. Right. So he uses these cardboard stencils. And can do it a lot faster, and you can actually reproduce it right. in multiple spaces. And um, so, started doing that, and discovered that he was really good at it. Okay. Really good at the stenciling thing. Now he's got a bit of um, very much an anti-establishment bent. He is sure. very much um, pro, not liber, the opposite of libertarian, but pro collectivism kind of thing. Right. So socialist. If you will, I think he, I think he would be. Yeah, he was definitely he's definitely on that side. Not of the a spectrum. communist, but a socialist. Well, I don't know if he's a communist, but he has a very dark sense of humor. Right. He has quite um, sense of aesthetic, 
and he's he's pretty funny. Would you say he has panache? I I think he has he has definite style. Yeah. So he's also tends to be a few steps ahead of us in terms of things he's doing. Okay. So um so so in the early nineties he was a graffiti artist freehand and then switched to Stancil. He was right. part of like a, a graffiti collectivism. Okay. And then he started, you know, doing more. He did all kinds of interesting things, like a lot of anti-cop stuff. Right. Um, so his stuff has always got some kind of social message to it. It's yeah. Not just for, it, it's, it's almost like Wayland with the whales. It's always it's got always political. Topical. Always political, got yeah. political. And then the early seventies, he started actually early seventies. Early early seventies. Early 2000s, he started doing um, more than just wall art. He was actually doing some screens. He was, okay. Now, there was, um, and, 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 and one of the earliest things that he was involved with was there was, in Bristol, there was a big statue of a, a guy who was a slaver. Oh. Right? So, like, a, a, it'd be like in the States, you know, a Robert... Robert E. Lee kind of statue. There's a statue of some slaver guy. Okay. And there was petitions to the council to remove it. Yes. And if you don't remove it, at least put a placard on there giving a full, more fulsome explanation of this guy is a slaver. This was not a nice man. And the council refused to do anything. So there are these four guys who basically tore it down. Ah. Now, Banksy started getting really popular because of his really witty and really funny stuff that he was posting. So he ended up printing a bunch of T-shirts, silk screening a bunch of T-shirts and doing them as a fundraiser to pay for the legal costs. Oh, okay. Of these, guys. these guys, right. And then, uh, and, but they sold out like within like an hour or so. So they're super, so he found that he had an audience right and he did some interesting things he would do uh um and i'll put some posts on the facebook page uh, did things with rats and he likes rats because rats are an anagram for art right um so you can and so he'll put like you'll have like a you know do not enter sign like the red circle with the line yeah. and he put a rat peering over it and sure so a lot of very creative use of the environment that he's putting these sure. pencils on sure. sure so they're super interesting they'll be like a, there's all these there's a lot of rat themes okay so early stuff a lot of rat themes um Interesting. And then he's just started uh, basically doing bigger. He's basically show up and do stuff that was kind of not only would they be politically biting, often they would be politically something very uh, like a real in the face kind mm. of thing. So, uh, and, and like, so just he, and he was ballsy. Oh my God. He, the things that he would do, like, He's doing illegal acts of vandalism of public space, but he would do it like in big open spots. So getting more and more and more ballsy. Right. Has he ever, has he ever been caught? Well, you wouldn't know because oh. you don't know who he is. Right. So part of the thing is, is he maintains the anonymity so he can't get arrested. Um, well, and, I suppose he could be arrested. And you wouldn't know. As an individual for 
doing a graffiti thing. But you would, and but you would, yeah. they'd never pin all of it on them. Now, is it possible that that there's like anonymous? There isn't just one Banksy. That there's a bunch of artists. There is using that the has moniker? been suggested. There's there's like you know different theories on who is um, Banksy, and he has appeared on screen a couple of times, um, but always you know masked or somehow uh, disguised. Disguised. Sure. Yeah. Um, tends to wear a hoodie. Right. And he's ah, from, like the Unabomber. He's a white guy. Oh, he is a white guy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he started getting really popular and then started, uh, he opened a shop in London okay. that was doing silk screens. And then they, basically they were importing it to Bristol. So he's doing stuff in London and in Bristol. Right. right. Um, you know, initially some people were taking stuff down. So he must be making money. Yes. Although. Not from. The graffiti, but from the oh, he he's he's made a ton of money from, but but it's not the point. His point is doing the artwork, right? And uh, well, probably that's and why he's it, kind that's of probably why he's it works. kind of made money despite himself. Sure. So he would uh, so early on he would be selling like um, a piece of art or something like that for like three hundred bucks, and then people would go around turn around and try and sell it like three thousand bucks like tenfold right and it's gotten crazy so um anyway so he's developing getting more prolific going further afield right his you know the big he started this thing called uh santa's ghetto which was a pop-up art display in the early 2000s in london um and you know, now to see those pop-up art displays is not so uncommon, right. but at the time it was pretty novel. Sure. So we got a bunch of other artists and they did this so that it was quite something. Uh, it was like in an old abandoned warehouse. Mm. There was a, a Santa Claus hanging outside. Like it was, it was pretty, pretty bleak. And um, sounds like my kind of guy. Yeah. Yes. So a lot of stuff, very political stuff. Um, he's very famous for the girl with the balloon, mm. which is the, mm. so the print that went through the shredder was called, called girl in the balloon. Right. Um, but he's done that lots of times. So part of the thing with stencils is you'll see it show up in sure. many places. Right. Right. Um, uh, then he, he, he also did this thing called, uh, uh well, he's got this famous thing where instead of a Molotov cocktail, there's like a, a protester and he's throwing a bouquet of flowers instead, right? Like, uh, yes, that. yes. Okay, so that's pretty. Didn't famous. they just do that in a in a sculpture? I think I just saw a sculpture. Of yes, that particular. Yeah, there, yes. There, that is right. that is also Banksy. Um, he has. Uh, he also created these things called. Uh, what was it called? Instead of defaced it's die faced tenors so okay. he made about a thousand ten pound notes but instead of the queen it's got a picture of lady die oh right interesting and these things were selling for nine pounds nine each five um if you have one today they're worth about three thousand pounds um they he had them and then basically he was giving them out and people thought they were actually getting money because it kind of felt like money it looked like a tenor but it's it's not uh, the the cops told him that he had to stop distributing so he had a he had a, a shop 
called picture uh pictures on the wall pictures on the wall po pow and uh oh, yeah. and that uh so that was an agency that helped distribute it and so right. they were all sworn to secrecy they all had ndas that they're yeah. not to disclose yeah except for one person but anyway and and um uh, there's one person that doesn't have an NDA, but she's never disclosed who he is. Interesting. Um, but he, he did all kinds of these prints. And then I think it was in the late 2000. So he also, it wasn't just, wasn't just um, screen stencils. He also did um, like um, physical things that were right. really quite outrageous. Sure. So he's quite an artist. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah and, um, and then in the late 2000s, he did a thing called um, uh, Dismal Land. Okay. Which they took over. Uh, he organized and took over a uh, uh, an area in this place called Western Surmer or something like that, which is uh, like and basically created like a, uh, a, a dystopian Disneyland. Wow. Yeah. So it invited a whole bunch of artists and they created these bizarre, very dystopian. So again, biting political satire, just very, very uh, contrarian. Sure. Interesting. And he also did this wow. thing where he went in 2000, he went, he showed up in LA, did an exhibit there, took over a warehouse in like a seedy part of LA. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the big thing he did was he, um, he, he was anti art gallery establishment. So he was basically creating galleries where he could sell his stuff oh, directly okay. sure. to avoid the pricing up. But what was right. happening is these collectors were still coming and getting his stuff and then they would resell it on eBay. Right. Right. Uh, so he goes in LA, he has an exhibit and he brings, uh, he puts uh, an elephant that's camouflaged to look like it's part of the background. And um, that elephant, uh, so it's the elephant in the room. Right, of right? course. So, sure. So, and what was really quite something about this is wasn't so much about his art. It was about who showed up at his art, including Brangelina. Ooh. So Brad Pitt and so Angelina Jolie. became yes. a real happening. Right. So, um, and uh, yeah, so some of the things that he really did was, uh, it's just, it's just really, really clever, really clever prints, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. So um, that led to a bunch of notoriety, became more and the more film. famous, and then led to this film. Okay. So this film is um, about this guy named Terry, and uh, he, ostensibly, he's a guy who lives in LA, and he's videotaping uh, everything everything um perfect uh, that is um about street art he okay. he has a cousin named okay. space invader in france ah. so he goes and visit well of course he does the, and and what <laughs> and what his cousin does it's, it's pretty cool and it kind of starts off as a film about banksy okay right and then banksy kind of appears in a hood you can't see his face Oop, i just hit my mic can't see his face and then he base and he's got a, a disguised voice and he says basically it's not really about me it's about this guy terry and then they start telling the story of terry and terry okay. is crazy about videotapes he's like 
He's clearly got some mental health issues. Okay. He obsesses about videotaping everything, but he never actually looks at the videotapes. Wow. Never looks at them. So he just tapes and tapes and tapes. He is like a use a vintage clothing store owner in LA is doing fairly well. He's got um, two or three kids and a wife and, um, and he likes to videotape. Things. And he likes to videotape everything. And in particular, he really likes, so he meets his cousin. His cousin makes these little space invader characters out of the tops of Rubik's cubes. Okay. And then he goes and oddly specific and sure. and basically sticks these on public spaces. Okay. So you get these little, you know, the space invader characters. Right. Right. Wow. All over the place. People, right. People are so uh, very so, interesting. So because he meets that, he meets this. Um, so he gets introduced to this other guy called Shepard Ferry, who is a street artist in in L.A. And, okay. and basically starts following him. And so Shepard Ferry basically, you know, gives him lots of access, introduces sure. him to a whole bunch of other street uh street artists and then uh and shepherd fairy is quite famous yeah yeah, yeah he did yeah. these uh he basically did all these big giant posters of uh andre the giant oh interesting like, uh, and, and uh and but big yeah 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 like so rather than like uh screening these are like um prints that are uh glued on okay cool and yeah a lot of them say obey and all kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's super, yeah, super yeah. cool. Anyway, the long and the short of it is that uh, Banksy was going to LA and wanted to do some walls and okay. was suggested uh, that, uh, you know, was asking Shepard Ferry. Yeah. Who, uh, who, and Shepard Ferry said, well, you can talk to Terry. He knows everybody, right? And he would go and do this. And he was always very discreet. He never actually revealed the faces unless the guy was willing to have their faces sure. revealed and Banksy shows up and Banksy meets him. And then Banksy has this idea to go to Disneyland and he wants to create um, a, a gorilla um, presentation of um, like uh, a Guantanamo Bay captive. Cause they always wear red, right. Red jumpers, okay. or red, um, uh, coveralls right with like black hoodies uh so he has like this he basically gets into to disneyland and it's a, it's an inflatable suit okay and he basically puts it on a ride and terry is videotaping the whole thing when wow. he's at uh when he's at disneyland and so there's um so he's doing this banksy's there Banksy trusts him to some extent. And then um, while he's, Terry's doing it, Terry gets caught by the cops because oh, he's wow. videotaping him. Uh, and, which you're or, not allowed to do it. Uh, which you're not allowed to do. They take it very seriously. Yeah. So wow. Terry did two things. He had, he took some of it and he stuck it in his sock and nobody ever found it. And and he deleted the rest. A thorough search, no he, doubt. He deleted the rest off of the video. So and he never gave wow. up Banksy. Never gave up. Interesting. So Banksy all of a sudden realized this is a guy that I can, I can trust. trust. Yeah. Absolutely. So um so Banksy kind of encourages him and says, Well, why don't you come and you know tape some of the stuff that I do and all sure. this stuff. Wow. And then, but at some point in time, Banksy says, uh, okay, I need you to put this 
because he's Terry says the reason he's videotaping stuff is because he's a documentary filmmaker, but he doesn't actually make, he never has made a film. He's just got lots of raw footage. So he makes this film. We're doing B-roll today. And so Banksy says, well, okay, I I need you to produce your film. Right. And Terry says, so he does. He starts actually going back through all the archives and creates this thing. And it's called something remote control. And under remote control or whatever. And uh, it's very kind of like um, jump cut after jump cut from various people. It's just super scattered. And like he's just. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. And he presents it to Banksy and Banksy goes like, this is shit. Oh, (laughs) really? But the. But the. The original filming is super critical because he's got all. He's got basically film of everybody okay so he re-edited it so banksy it. says just give that to me and and uh terry says well what should i do i said well i think you should try and be a street artist yourself so terry goes and he he, he takes this and he mortgages his house what? and does all kinds wow. of stuff and banksy basically told me to do this and he goes yes exactly <laughs> banksy told me to do this and he goes crazy and uh ah, and ah, ah. he does this big show and right. uh, calls himself mr uh it's mbw mr oh jesus murphy i can't wow. I, I i have i have a huge uh right these guys should meet up with sasha cohen baron sasha baron cohen because he's also you know the master of of serendipitous video right yeah of of events and i mean as much as a, sort of a traditional film guy but he's also done some of that like that last documentary with of uh um what the hell's the name of his character borat right yeah where they got <laughs> where they got giuliani well i think his hand out his pants it's like yeah well this I, is genius man i think i think <laughs> it's um uh, and that the russian actress uh, she voices Cosmo in uh, Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy Three. Really? Yeah, that's that's who does Cosmo, the Russian dog, is the actress. I can't remember her name. She's definitely she's Russian, but who played the underage girl in the Borat movie? And she wasn't right. She was actually uh, not underage. But but yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, these subversive artists yeah i quite enjoy right well so yeah so so uh mm. so i i have a bit of a power to the people well totally i and i ha- so i think borat is relevant because okay. i think this exit through the gift so the it's movie's borat called Banksy? is he no, from bristol no. whoa oh, mind no, blowing. yeah no but the uh but i think the humor of and uh, sort of the the Gorilla humor of Borat right. is along the lines of what Banksy does in all of his art. So, um, so uh, Terry and his last name is Guetta. Um, he uh, so he goes by MBW, which is Mister Brainwash. Okay, and he absolutely goes crazy okay. and creates an enormous and an enormous amount of work and it okay. and it's a co- total chaos it wow. is totally weird speaking of people going crazy while you're looking that up let me just check the internet see if there's been any fist fights in 
the Senate or the House of Commons, or not the House of Commons. It was just or, about, yeah, this, or the, the, there was, was it a uh, senator or a, a House Republican? Well, sure. yesterday was a weird day in American politics because... Well, they passed uh, the legislation. Kevin McCarthy purportedly elbowed no, some he, guy named Kidney, kidney punch. Ki- yeah. A Tennessee elbow, House. Right? Yeah, one of yeah. the eight. One of the yeah. eight that got rid of him. And then you had that guy Mullen... Yeah, wanted to, to have pick a Go, fight with the UAW mano guy. Mano, uh, Teamster, yeah. Teamster, okay. Yeah. So you know who I love in that? That Bernie Sanders oh, yeah. is absolutely the best. <laughs> Sit down. You're a US senator. And what did he say? The American people are already disgusted enough with, with Congress. We don't need to, we like, don't need to make it worse. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> so uh, Terry goes crazy as okay. like 200 different pieces of Mr. art. Mr. Brainwash. And they're kind of all kind of kind of ripoffs of stuff. So he's got like okay. uh picture a uh, silk screen of Elvis and instead of a guitar he's holding a a, a gun and the gun says Fisher Price on it and it, okay. it and Just you like, know instead of wow. Andy Warhol instead of Instead of a tomato can of okay. soup, he does a tomato spray can. Okay, like so it's, it's all... Uh, it's all kind of... Derivative. Very of, derivative, of... and lots of Andy Warhol ass instead of, you know, how Andy Warhol did... Was it Marilyn Monroe with the uh, right. different colors? Yes. And so he's done like yeah. Spock, he's doing yeah. Elvis, he's doing... Hilarious. Like all kinds yeah. of stuff. So you know what? Years ago, Paulette and I were in Vegas, and we found an art gallery in one of the casinos and they had, so he's Warhol has done different versions of that because they were prints. Right. And they had 13 Marilyn Monroe's of Andy Warhol. And I think they wanted 2 million bucks, 2 million bucks. If you bought all 13 Mm -hmm. and then you could buy them individually, but you know, for more than one thirteenth of the whole collection, it was pretty wild. And then they also had, this was cool, they had a Salvador Dali original. So this was, this was a big space, right? Way at the top, they had this, this painting that Salvador Dali had done for a corporation. It was on their building. Okay. And they had it there. But the problem is it was like 40 feet long and like 12 feet tall. So they're like, nobody has a house, you know, I think they wanted $2 million for that. But you would have had to have this massive yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. And it was a little bit weathered because it had been outside. You know, you'd see they had some rain damage on it, which I guess, you know, adds to the to the cachet. But it's just this wild, it's just like a privately owned studio. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's our dolly. You know, I don't know who the hell we're going to sell it to because it's 40, 40 feet long. And if you wanted to display it, you'd know, you'd need this massive, massive space. It's like, wow, that is amazing. So. Uh, no Banksy, though. So. But going back to Banksy, so yeah. Banksy with the so he, he uh, so he does so it becomes the story of Mr. Brainwash and okay. this whole thing. Sure. Um, so, so again, he's good at deflecting the the focus off of himself. Off of right? himself. Yeah. yeah Although yeah, yeah. there is because so I say that this might be a mockumentary because it's if it's as presented, it's pretty straight up, and nothing Banksy does is pretty straight up. It's almost always the opposite sure right interesting and um so and in the late um 
So anyway, it's definitely worth watching. It is definitely entertaining. What's it called again? It's called Exit Through the Gift Shop. Exit Through the Gift Shop. Okay. Okay. That's the movie. That's the movie. Okay. And so just before he did this movie, he started forming this thing called... Is it streaming anyway? Yes. It's on Prime or Netflix. One of the two. And uh, like it's available. Yeah. And it's, you know, and uh, it was, it's definitely worth the time. It is super fascinating. Cool. Um, around the late 2000s, he switched from this uh, pictures on walls, yep. which is the street art, right? Yep, to, yep, yep, yep. To uh, pest control. So remember, he's all about <laughs> what? He, so he, he basically <laughs> gets overrun with demand for his stuff. He's okay. selling it at 300 pounds and it's, uh, it's going for like, you know, many many fold time right, over right. Two. so he creates this thing and and people are stealing his art they're stealing it off walls so he creates this thing called pest control which is uh, the legal guardian or the parent slash legal guardian for the artist banksy okay and it is it is basically got a picture of a rat, a rat. with a, a sweep so basically they will authenticate art from Banksy and if it was like street art you can't get it authenticated and if you want to get the higher premium you have to get it authenticated interesting so he basically starts doing that and um, and this is just before he does the film but that basically tightens out and basically creates a strong separation between the artist and people so he's got this pest control that is basically the official agent for him he also had some problems with the guy that was there interesting Um, so he's a very smart guy he's a very smart guy he's very much an artist very political everything has got some sort of i'm gonna it it is on prime i just i saw it there i'm gonna check that out it is through the gift shop definitely worth seeing yeah yeah and so um so and 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 i was uh i was a bit premature so dismaland was not in the 2000s it was in the it was 2015 okay so it was a large-scale group show but he's also done a whole bunch of other things so he went in um the mid-teens to to gaza and started doing art in gaza oh wow right and quite so there's this big, huge wall that Israel has put up. Now, this is before the Hamas invasion. Uh, invasion the current the, one. The current one. Because they've had... This is this was quite a while ago. It's a bit of a history so, there. Yeah. So he so he's very political. So he's he cre- basically on this... They've created this wall, this concrete wall. It's like three times the height of the Berlin Wall that to separate Israel from Gaza. So, and he started painting stuff uh on, on on it so and stenciling stuff right so uh, on the palestinian side yeah on the palestinian yeah. side so basically basically images as if you could see through oh right wow. see through the so it's called uh it has a name uh, yeah it's all it's all it, it's and then he's gone into crumbling remains of stuff and, and created like cute situations with very very uh so it's very political everything sure. is super yeah, yeah, political yeah, 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 yeah. uh and it's become particularly relevant now that um now that uh, uh all this stuff has happened with right. hamas but um he also so he's 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 also created this thing called the waldorf um hotel so not okay. the waldorf no the waldorf, the waldorf. Yeah. so it's basically a he went in 
took over a hotel, an actual hotel, and you know reimagined the interior with these crazy dystopian stuff. Wow! And basically, the hotel has the worst view in Gaza because sure. it faces the wall. The wall. This giant wall. Right. So all the views from the room are the worst room. I can't imagine they're booking a lot of rooms these days in in, uh, in Gaza. So it's called the Walled Off Hotel. Okay. And it's just absolutely spectacular. Interesting. Um, and uh, everything, everything this guy does is political. So this is where I have sure. a hard now you time. You called it Hamas, but according to former President Trump, is it pronounced Hamas? <laughs> With PETA. <laughs> Oh, God, he's going to confound people for the ethical treatment of animals with uh, with the uh, pro-Palestinian terrorist group. Put them together in his mind. Well, and he, Hamas and PETA are causing lots of problems. Yeah, I, I'm against Hamas and PETA. So it, and it gets so oh he's he went to the Ukraine and did the same thing. Sure, he's been not? doing it in Ukraine. He's just so, so this amazing guy is, that the guy has access. He's like, got access. It kind of it's still guerrilla stuff. It is right. still unknown, but relevant, and, but yeah. it's relevant, it's timely, and very wow. political. I'm definitely going to watch that. So, uh, that uh, so, so this is where I think that it's a mockumentary right. because if it's straight up. Like it's the only thing it's he's only ever thing he's made that's not, straight up. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, uh, so there is a suggestion that, and and you you tell me, you watch it, you okay. tell me. Um, so this um, this Terry does this this production. Now the question is whether or not, uh, whether or not Terry is actually the like Terry's definitely got mental issues. He's okay. definitely there, but there's two things to me that are uh, a thing is. There's all this new footage of Terry. So somebody is recording Terry. Oh, interesting. The second thing, like when this is all happening, the second thing is that um, some of the art is all got that sharp acerbic wit that that, uh, Banksy does. So it may be like a lowbrow version of uh, Banksy may have done that. Sure, sure. This may have been a Banksy version. So this is like Stephen King- now Terry has been the, sued for copyright infringement. The Richard, uh, whatever uh, uh, novels. Right? But he made a shit ton of money. Right. Anyway, interesting. I, I won't give away. Yeah, I'll definitely have a look at it. it. But it is, um, it is a fascinating, uh, fascinating read, and I, that's why I think it's like. But he got nominated for an uh, Academy Award for a documentary for this. Thing. Right. Did not win, but that's pretty good. And uh, anyway, and it's pretty funny. It's 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 worth it's worth a watch. So, so Banksy is amazing. Yeah, and I wonder so, how he would have collected it. And here's the thing: so pest control is dealing with unauthorized um, reproductions of his stuff. Sure. And there are all kinds of people making money off of Banksy right. that's not Banksy. Right. So he's got a lawsuit going on where they want to uncover his identity because he said some nasty stuff about basically a greeting card company that was using his images to sell their greeting cards. Now he's saying they're saying, well, it's you know on walls. I can you know just take a picture. Oh, they're saying it like it's right? in the public. It's like domain. public domain yeah. because and he's anonymous well, might, so there might be something to that well apparently it's not he it lost he lost an appeal so uh 
Banksy has right to his copyright, oh, even though he's not identified. Wow. Uh, at even least though it's a, public. At, at least according to the European Union. Uh, yeah, there's an right. EU organization. Right. Wow, interesting. And interesting. Uh, yeah, so fascinating, yeah. fascinating so character. It and, reminds uh, me of the, the anonymity thing. So there was a, a, a writer, uh, sort of a new age guy named Carlos Castaneda, who wrote one i've got one of his books the fire within and like toltec and like really out there stuff you know so wayne dyer was talking about this guy being sort of egoless or and it was very similar his picture never appeared on any of his books and well wayne dyer was saying like of course his picture's on his book so he's like look at my big ego <laughs> you know i got a lot i got a lot to grow but castanated never and apparently when he would get paid uh he wouldn't even go to the to the uh like the book publisher he would he would leave instructions on how put, to get paid. put the cash <laughs> in a bag in a bag and leave it at this phone booth and then he would like you know anonymously come by and collect his cash it's a very sort of same Cloak thing and you dagger. Know? well perhaps it was about the work like the writing and not about you know he like didn't want to overshadow the work type thing uh, i don't know because he was not somebody that got interviewed or whatever, but the sort of similar, not really sure who he is, but we know he's there because like stuff shows up, right? Like manuscripts appear. And so I want to get through wow. two things. Okay. Then, then we, we need can to, talk, wrap, then we need yeah. to wrap it up. Yep. So, uh, so first thing is, so this Banksy land thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. the really thing, interesting thing about the Banksy land thing that we went and saw yeah. is it's an unauthorized thing of Banksy. Oh, interesting. So it is, well, who put it, it on? is Banksy's, art so they per, per, they've actually stuff? bought his stuff okay and mostly from him right but it is an unauthorized show of his work wow interesting so um it, it succeeded in getting me interested sure but anyway uh the se the second thing is um uh oh what was the second thing <sighs> i have got a mind like a cognitive sieve. slip oh my god <laughs> Anyway, um, it'll come back to you. Yeah, it probably we'll talk about will. it next week. <laughs> oh, I so, it. Uh, I mean, I mean, this is the media that I've been. Yeah, consuming. apparently, I've right? been consuming sure. a whole bunch yeah. of it. Yeah, uh, I also saw the end of Loki. Did you see it? No, because my wife's been away, so we're waiting. I think we only watched the first two episodes. Where we have Loki, uh, a back uh, backlog, Loki backlog. But yeah. I heard it's good. I heard it's really good. Uh, so, yeah, so it's confusing okay, as hell. Sure. So if you have somebody that's only superficially interested, like yeah. my wife. That makes sense. Okay. It doesn't make sense yeah. until the last one. And then it's like, ah, and um, the, uh, it is a very well told story because right. basically it wraps up the two seasons with a nice little bow. Okay. Kind of. Uh, I've heard rumor this might everything. be Tom Hiddleston's last appearance in the MCU, at least for a while. At least for a while. Well, he's died multiple times. Right. So. The character. Yeah. So, ah, we don't want to give anything away. No, no. Like that, um, that's not, that's not good. That's true. Okay. Like yeah. he, he died in what? Sure. Avengers Endgame or whatever. He died. Yep. Well, he died in Thor, the dark world. Then he came back. Yeah. So, yeah, he, so he's died multiple times. That's right. So he could die again. He could. Um, I saw the Marvels. Oh, was it good? So speaking of what you just said, I liked it, but man, the reviews are brutal. Like this is like it's the lowest 
uh, a grossing. It's basically a commercial flop. And I'm beginning to think that Marvel has jumped the shark. No. Again, I'm in a cynical mood. It's almost like people are too stupid to appreciate what they're trying to do is it was a fun movie. Uh, I have no problem with Brie Larson, you know, being somewhat of a liberal type of person. I mean, a lot of people have issues with her because she's pretty outspoken feminist and I got no problem with it. Right. Um, is a comic book movie in parts of it were silly. Uh, the actress who was uh, Miss Marvel was awesome. Right. Like they're saying, like the fangirl thing. It's almost like she actually is a fangirl like that, like the actress. And like, yeah, yeah. she's like, this is so great. We're doing a movie. Right. It's, so she's very infectious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her family's back in it. And then after Secret uh, Invasion, Nick Fury is much lighter. So I liked it. I liked it. Is it a masterpiece? No, it's not. It's a comic book movie. And I think this is where people have forgotten a little bit. That they're comic that books. It's a comic book movie because people had so few reviewers actually have liked it. A lot of people are you know, really disparaging it. Um, it sets up some interesting next phase stuff. And this is where I'm beginning to think maybe this is just too ambitious. You know what? What? what Feige's trying to do. Well, this is the, because, this is the whole thing with Loki creates yeah. some, a good setup for, for a bunch of Kang different, the for, well, a bunch of different directions yeah. without problems. Well, this one also sets up some stuff that's coming in phase five and six and, and with the Sony, um, I won't, I won't give away too much, but some of the Sony properties, cause it's all back together now. Right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, I can start to understand why well, the villain was really weak. So it was more of a, it's almost like a pieces of a, like a pieces of a puzzle. Yeah, like yeah. They're doing some of the, some of these movies have been like that. And you're like, well, the movie itself on its own was like, eh, but if you can't sort of see it from it, it fills another piece of the puzzle. Right. But I'm beginning to think that Marvel might be part why they're running out of steam. It's, it's just for the average person. They're like, I don't understand what all these characters are. Who's this guy? And what's this about? Right. Like you almost like I heard a commenter say, you got to do your homework to enjoy the movie. And most people are not, not interested. They're not right? interested in doing that. Yeah. So I think that's something that they have a challenge with because it was good. It was good. I thought the performances were good. Yeah. Parts of it are silly. Villain was pretty generic, but again, it fits into the bigger MCU narrative as a puzzle piece. That's I am, how I saw it. I, I, I like, I, I would like to go see it. I, I, I heard that it's, yeah. it's a fun movie. It's not very long. It's only 105 it's minutes. The shortest, yeah. the shortest of all. Yeah. Of them, so, um, but it was okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. So the thing I, I remember what the thing is. I oh, to say. okay. Remember earlier on in the episode, I, this episode, I told you, right. I, know, I have one more media thing. I, I, I know to why the thing got halfway through the, the shredding. Oh, right. Because so the frame and the picture were bought from uh, from um, Banksy's pest control directly. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But it was bought years before. Okay. So, and it's a battery operated thing. <gasps> so basically, it ran in batteries. Oh, my God. Because basically, it had been sitting there for years before it was sold at auction. Right. And when it was sold at auction, it basically ran in juice. So what triggered it? Oh, so there was somebody with a remote control. Was it Banksy? Um, pres 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 presumably. He must have been upset. And, uh, like, and, and it stopped. triggered when it was sold. So as soon as that gavel uh, went down, all of a sudden, 
a beeping started to happen yeah and then so it was quite the did the person still have to pay for it yeah and in fact he sold it (laughs) he or she has sold it sold it for 20 times what he paid for it at the auction of course because it's because now it's 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 iconic right yeah. yeah uh the other thing we watched was speaking of good movies and amazing performances so my so victor was feeling a little bit <laughs> of a crisis around his band right like victor is totally an artist and he wants he's got things to say there's been some changes with this teen band and he's just not feeling it you know so he's really upset so we watched the doors the 1991 oh, i've never seen that uh oliver stone movie Was it and good? yeah oh it's an amazing movie i'd seen it years ago so Val Kilmer's performance as Jim Morrison. Like, I, I don't know if he won an Oscar if he was nominated, but it nominated. but it, it, I think it exceeds what Remy Malik did. Um, oh, with Elton oh, John. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like it's unbelievable. So it was a really good movie, but it's all about Jim Morrison was a dysfunctional guy, yeah. right? But it's about the purity of art and, and all of that and sort of, you know, so it was it was kind of a good watch. I hadn't seen it for years. So Isaac not so much into it. But, uh, <laughs> he's like, I'm having a hard time feeling empathy for this Jim Morrison. He's a bit of a dick, and I'm like, he was right. Yeah, exactly. But but like many geniuses are uh, a genius of a sort. You know, they have other shortcomings, right? So, but it was a really good movie. Well, let's wrap it up. All right. Uh, did you finish Bodies? No. No, I haven't. Okay. I've got, I think, two more episodes to go. Yeah, but we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Yep. And, uh, so I'll try to finish it for next week. Sounds good. Okay. Cool. I'll see you next week. Alrighty. Goodbye. Bye.